The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy, Director of Communications and guest host for today's show. We hope to have Marie and Michael back in the studio soon. It will be one more thing to celebrate when we are through this pandemic, which will happen. We have faith and we have hope and we know an end to it will come soon enough if we take care of ourselves and others. So mistakes will be made this morning. Uh, I'm not a radio host, but I will do my best. Um, and fortunately for our listeners, we have two really special guests who are going to offer their perspective on Holy Week and on Easter in these strange, strange times. I won't take the time this morning to update you on the work at Catholic Charities, but suffice to say there are inspiring stories everywhere about incredibly dedicated staff and selfless volunteers who continue to show up day in and day out and make sure people can access the help they need. Um, I'm remarkably, I'm so proud of my colleagues and of all the work that they're doing. Now, it is Holy Week and it is one for the record books. It's hard to think of not physically being in church during this most solemn and ultimately joyful season. But as we remember Jesus' journey of suffering and death, done for love of us, we should be reminded that one of the best ways we can be worthy of that sacrifice is to love one another. 
Our two guests today know a great deal about Holy Week and what it is like to really walk in the footsteps of Jesus during his passion. Reverend Gerard Kelly, CM, is Associate Administrator of Catholic Charities, and Mary Ellen Kastenholtz teaches at Loyola University, is a skilled writer and a longtime contributor to our Catholic Charities publications, and is going to share a bit about her travels to the Holy Land. So welcome, Father Kelly and Mary Ellen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so, I'm lucky enough to know both of you, and I'm so grateful to have you on the phone this morning. Father Kelly, let's start with you. This Holy Week is unlike any other in the history of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Uh, how are we helping people on their Lenten journeys this week without the regular Holy Week gatherings in our churches? Yes, oh, thank you. Um, first of all, I think that the the Cardinal, uh, the Archdiocese, they're, they're helping all of us by telling us to stay home. You know, they're looking after the, 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 uh, the health of each parishioner, each member of the church in Chicago, and we want everybody to, when we all gather together, to be be one, to be with us again. And I was just reflecting the the communion ministers, the ushers, these servers, all the people, all that goes into every mass, every celebration, how their their lives would be in danger, and then it goes out from there. So I think the first thing is is the cardinal emphasizing uh, to take care of your health and and to to be good citizens in this time when all of us are uh, living this Holy Week in, in a way that we never have before. Uh, but but it's the, the, the diocese is, uh, in really the Church throughout the world, it's, it's really emphasized uh, the virtual uh, liturgies, uh, the online, on television, uh, uh, you know, those, those have been different publications that are uh, there, there, uh, there, there, there's uh, live streaming masses. There, uh, I, I think they're encouraging people to be intentional about maybe what we could have got, just gotten into the habit of doing. It's a, a time where we can step back and reflect sacramentally to reach out to the Lord. And, uh, and so I think that's how, what's being emphasized. Each parish, a lot of, I know the parish I help out on weekends, uh, they have a, quite a bit of information on their website. And I know the guys there, they, 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 they still answer phones and all that, so uh, as much way we could be in touch without physically being with each other, uh, I think the parishes throughout the diocese are trying to do that. Great. It certainly is a challenge, um, but I did, uh, I think I saw the Cardinal on TV saying it certainly shows that um, church is more than a building, but we will miss, I know... Um, you know, the sign of peace has never sort of meant more, yeah. um, you know, to be able to turn to somebody on a beautiful Easter morning and say, peace be with you and happy Easter. Um, we will treasure those moments even more. Um, are there any specific things happening with regard to Holy Week in terms of we're, we're used to washing of the feet and exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and the veneration of the cross? Um are there things happening um, with that regard that you well, know about? Well, they're, they're, they're altering that. Uh, this year there will be, no, uh, first of all, all the, the, the uh, celebrations will take place, uh, but with limited, uh, no more than 10 people. So uh, many of these, all of them will be live-streamed, either on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Channel 7, I know is going to carry the Easter Mass. Yeah. Uh, 
but all of these, it's it's uh, no more than 10, 6 feet distance. Uh, so there's going to be no washing of the feet this year at the last for Holy Thursday. And uh, the veneration, and so right after that, they will simply put uh, the Blessed Sacrament back into the tabernacle. There's not going to be the elaborate procession this year. And then uh, on uh, Good Friday, the veneration of the cross, that will be done by the, the priest there. And uh, so all this will be on uh, live-streamed on the website, YouTube, Facebook, all the rest of that. Um, so people are certainly invited to, uh, you know, they emphasize spiritual communions this year. And it's, uh, it's a way for us to uh, unite our hearts with the Lord and His passion. So those are differences. So there's not going to be the washing of the feet. Uh, the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament or the venerating of the cross, as we're used to, uh, it will be done by the by the uh, whoever the celebrant is at, at the liturgy we're watching. Got it. And then, what about uh, our CIA candidates? Who we know that happens on Easter a lot in terms of baptism. Will there be a separate weekend devoted to that? Yes, I, I think as uh, as I heard it on the news, that the virus is setting the timeline for all of this. So. Right. I think when the virus is settled, uh, uh, I know I read on the the Archdiocese website uh, it will be dis- discerned, you know, when that will have this. And I'm sure the RCA people are being in touch with the leaders of the RCA programs in their parishes, and I'm sure they're being in touch with them. So uh, we we want them, so we certainly will let them know when when when, the, when that time will be. Right. Um... We're going to take a moment and take a break. When we come back, we'll ask Father Kelly uh, for his recommendations on what we might do spiritually at home during this time. Where do you go when you realize that you or someone you love needs assistance at home? Where can you turn and know you will get sound advice that you can trust? Catholic Charities Home to Stay program offers competent help and peace of mind to seniors and to their family members. Our thoroughly trained professional caregivers provide companionship, assistance with seniors' basic needs, and help with light housework, all in the comfort of a senior's own home. Schedules can be flexible so seniors receive only the help that they need and want. Most of all, Catholic Charities has the name and reputation you can count on, with more than 100 years of experience helping people at transitions in their lives. To learn more, call 312-655-7415. That's 312-655-7415. Make the most of each day with Home to Stay. Are you cleaning out your closets this winter? If so, Catholic Charities would be grateful to accept any gently used clothing donations that you have. Winter coats, boots, sweaters, pants, hats and gloves in all sizes are always appreciated at this time of year in our community clothing room. Also needed on an ongoing basis are new underwear and socks for guests who come to use the shower facilities in our Pope Francis Ministries. And all types of professional clothing for men and women are most welcome in our Mary's Closet wardrobe. The special collection of dressier clothes is offered to our clients who are preparing for job interviews. Drop-offs can be made at 721 North LaSalle Street or at any of our regional locations. 
more information, call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is your guest host, Bridget Murphy. And on the phone, we have Father Gerard Kelly and Mary Ellen Kastenholtz, who are sharing updates on what the Archdiocese has planned for a very strange but still lovely Holy Week. And Mary Ellen will soon share uh, information about her trip to the Holy Land, where she walked the path of Jesus during his passion. Um, Father Kelly, you were updating us on what, uh, how people can access Mass. Do you have any recommendations for folks who are either struggling spiritually during this time or looking for ways to enhance their spiritual life while they're self-isolating? There's so many different variables on this, which is probably true of every Sunday Mass, every Mass that's celebrated. Uh, you know, people are worried about their health, health of loved ones. They're uh, worried about their jobs. They're worried about loneliness. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, uh, situations that people are dealing with. And really every Sunday people bring these in one way or another to Mass. And, and the, the prayers at Mass and the readings, uh, somehow they speak to all of us, wherever we find ourselves in. So I, I would recommend people... Uh, Maybe uh, if they have access to an old missalette or something or a prayer book, to the prayers for for uh, the masses that, uh, during this Holy Week or the, uh, the Good Friday, uh, to read the prayers and to, to enter into uh, the, the liturgy of the church. And the other thing is, you know, holiness is you know, love of God and love of our neighbor. And I know when I've, if I'm overwhelmed with certain things, I have to get out of myself, and it's. Uh, seems to be a spiritual principle to look up and see how I can be of help to others. And maybe if you're, if you're ushers, call another usher. See how the other ushers are doing. If you're a communion minister, call some communion ministers. Or, uh, to make contact to, and I, I think everybody appreciates if somebody calls to see how they're doing or hearing how their family is doing. And, um, and then the other thing is, is to, if we have a favorite saint, to do some spiritual reading, because there's a lot of different ways that we could divert ourselves, but I think when we do some spiritual reading, it, it takes us off of the planet in a, in a good way. Uh, it gets us caught up in, into the reality of our spiritual lives, the life, of, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the focus of all these saints. And when we return from that world to our real, our quote, real world, we're better than when we left it, you know. There's other things people can do when they leave the planet to do the diversion. When they come back, they might not be better. So I, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's, we, that's fantastic. Thank you. And um, those of you listening, uh, uh, Father Kelly is often at our main office at 721 and is does spiritual ministry uh, for all of us at Catholic Charities, and you can see how lucky we are to have him be in our corner in that way. Um, so wise and so gentle. Um, we appreciate it, Father Kelly. Um, Mary Ellen, welcome. And you are here to talk about 
one of your trips to the Holy Land. Can you tell us, um, did you go with a tour group or was it a church pilgrimage? How did that come to be? Yes, good morning. Um, we went in February of 2019. Um, so we were able to come back and go through Lent and Easter last year and with this beautiful knowledge and, and memories of what we had gone through. Um, and we were a church pilgrimage with uh, Old St. Patrick's Church, our parish. We were led by our pastor, Father Tom Hurley. And our guide was a man by the name of Tony Sabella, who was a Catholic Palestinian and a biblical scholar, and um, he was able to tie so much of the Old Testament to the New Testament. So it was um, not only were we seeing sites, but also understanding that so many things that were happening in Jesus' time was already talked about in the Old Testament. That's incredible. Um, we like a little texture and detail here. So how, how many folks were in your group, and what sites did you see? So our group was um, about 40. Um, it was enough to fill one large tour bus, so it was uh, became a very intimate group. We bonded very quickly, um, and uh, we were able to, of course, stay together. We weren't going to get lost too easily. Um, the sites that we saw, it's going to sound like an incredible list, and as I think about it, um, it, it was so overwhelming to see all of these sites and to try to keep them together, but I'll just go through them, and for those of you who have been there um, or those of you that remember reading stories, um, if you're planning a trip in the future, here's some of the things that you probably would want to go see. So we started in Tiberias. Um, we took a boat out on the Sea of Galilee, which is, is just as placid and as beautiful as you experience it when you're reading it in um, uh, the Gospel. And I think one of our favorite pictures for probably many of us, um, we're used to seeing sunsets, but we actually saw the sun rise over the Sea of Galilee, and many of us were able to capture that picture. Uh, we visited Capernaum. Um, we had masses throughout um, where Father Hurley, we had some very inspirational masses for just our group. Um, so the Mount of Beatitudes, we had a mass. Mount Tabor, the site of the Transfiguration, we saw that. Um, we went to Cana. Uh, we were able to renew our wedding vows. And oh, wow. It was, it was really a very special moment, yes. Um, and, of course, Father Hurley is only he can. Those who were not married, he made it very special for them as well. So it was a wonderful opportunity for all of us to just have a joyful day. <clears throat> and then we were able to see one of the remaining jugs from the miracle of, from the wedding um, that was still remaining. Apparently, during the Crusades and whatnot, during uh, various battles, um, the jugs were taken by different people, but one was remaining. Um, at Nazareth, we were at the Church of the... Annunciation, where um, the angel appeared to Mary. Um, it's uh, Jesus' um, boyhood home, and so we were able to see the town there, a very peaceful town. Uh, Caesarea by the sea, Mount of Olives, the Church of the Paternoster, which is our father in Latin. Um, this church was um, over 140 languages are there in the our father. So it was. Oh, wow quite an experience to be there with worldwide travelers, all who were looking for their, their language, um, while each of us was appreciating them but trying to find our own language. It was quite an experience. Uh, with Jordan River, we renewed our baptismal vows. Um, I don't know that it's what I expected it to look like, but it's a long river, so um, you know, I guess various places would look different, but it was sure. a, a very emotional day for, for many of us. Um, the Garden of Gethsemane, just to see the beauty there today, but know what it meant in Jesus' in his, his lifetime. Uh, Mount Zion, the Church of St. Peter's, which was built over Caiaphas's house, um, believed to be Caiaphas' chief priest's house. We also saw the Seneca, the, uh, the upper room where the Last Supper was at. 
in Bethlehem with the Basilica and the Grotto of the Nativity, um, the Dead Sea, where the Dead Sea Scrolls are. And we did have time to float in the Dead Sea, and um, many people used uh, the minerals um, mm-hmm. to make them rejuvenated. Wow. Um, we went to Masada, and then we finished up in Jerusalem in the Old City. Um, we walked the Via Della Rosa, the way of the station, uh, station of the cross, or the way of the cross. Um, they are nine of them. The first nine are outside in the Old Town, in which we were there very early in the morning, so we could go before the, the towns, the shops were opening. So you were basically walking through where today many shops are, are carrying on for business. Um, so the first nine of them are on this walkway. Mary and Ellen, li- yes. I'm so sorry. I have to inter- interrupt to take a break, but we'll come back and we'll hear the rest about the Stations of the Cross. Sorry to do that Terrific. To okay. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. That's 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as Stories of Hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org slash CRS. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is your guest host, Bridget Murphy. And on the phone, we have Reverend Gerard Kelly and Mary Ellen Kastenholtz, who was just sharing with us her amazing trip to the Holy Land. And the, I mean, who's who isn't the right phrase, but the the places you went are just extraordinary. Can you tell us, um, I'm sure the whole trip was emotional, but of, of the number of places you mentioned, was there a a moment or a place that really struck you most um, deeply in terms of, I am on the path of Christ here? I would say um, the upper the upper room, Last Supper, it looks just like pictures that you would, in all the portraits, um, you think of it as an open, welcoming space. It's I think today what's the most important is that this is where Jesus, washing the feet of the apostles, it's his first sign to all of us that we're here for service to each other. And I think it's so important right now, as I think of all the great work that Catholic Charities has always done, but especially now, um, those who are working so hard to comfort people, to be there for each other, um, I think that is 
Yes, the Eucharist was born there. This year we can't participate in that, but the message of that day is service to each other. Um, Praying at the Garden of Gethsemane, he did ask, God, could you let this cup pass for me? And he was able to accept that it's not going to pass, and I guess for us right now, we will get through this. Um, We know that there will be a resurrection at some point. Um, But for me, probably the most emotional and powerful connection was... um, the Church of St. Peter's is built over the Palace of Caiaphas, and deep in the, the, the basement, the pit, um, is a dungeon. And they believe that uh, Jesus was held there overnight and that he was lowered through a bottleneck top down in ropes. Um, this is a 15-foot square by 20 feet deep dungeon. And he would have been there, no way to get out, no windows to look at, nothing but just desolation and um, complete loneliness and isolation, which, again, are we not experiencing this with him right now? And there's a psalm that's there that says, you have put me in the lowest pit, it is the darkest depths. And, again, we've experienced that during this year as well with him. So I think those things, um, we were there with only a few people at that time, so you were able to really grasp what Christ went through. And so I think more than anything, we do understand that he understands many of us and all of us today. That's beautiful. And I should let our listeners know that Mary Ellen wrote about her experience in the Holy Land in our Teenager News publication in the December 2019 and April 2020 editions. And folks can find that at www.keenagernews.org. You can tell she's a beautiful writer just by the way she describes her visit. Um We don't have a lot of time left, but if each of you could share with us, um, Father Kelly, we'll start with you, a favorite religious author or outlet that our listeners might look into as we try to shore up our our Holy Week and Easter practices this year. Okay. This year year I've been reading A Little Flower Again, St. Teresa. Ah. And so she led me to looking at the scriptures, because she says... uh, she she never read the right, the great writers. She says when I read them, I didn't understand them. But she says when I but when I go to the scriptures, I know what what is being said. And so I, I encourage people to read the accounts of the Lord's passion, His resurrection, and uh, short fervent prayers pierce the heavens. That's what Saint Vincent de Paul said. And if reading that touches our heart to lift it to God, it's wonderful. And the other thing in our age, we can whatever your favorite Easter songs are. You can go on YouTube and, and listen to them <laughs> with the greatest choirs in the world. And so if we could put a song in our heart, uh, you know, that way it, it might be something that can uplift us and, and help us during, during, during the time. But uh, we certainly go to the scriptures. It's a time for us to read all of the accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Do you have then, a favorite among those, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? I guess, I guess John, because of the washing of the feet. And then uh, St. Jude asking the question, why do, you re- why do you reveal yourself to us and not to the rest of the world? And that begins the, the Last Supper discourse okay. of, uh, of, uh, that Jesus gives at the, at the Last Supper. And uh, it's, just amazing. It's, just, it's just, they don't know what's about to happen. Right. They, they don't know it's going to happen in a couple of hours. And uh, it's going to change the world. So it's, it's that, and the reality is it's still happening now. Right. How about you, Mary Ellen? 
Well, I would say I, I agree with Father, um, but also Dynamic Catholic has a number of great books out there, and one of them, um, the Rediscovering the Saints, um, does talk about all this, uh, many of the saints, not all of them, but um, how their lives really are very similar to ours, um, which might be very inspirational, and um, just to know that those, those were real people. They, did, they, they lived. They went through some difficult times. Um, Certainly social media and, again, live streaming through many of the parishes. I know our parish, Old St. Pat's, will have a week full of um, opportunity for people to, while you can't be in church, you can be there um, virtually. Um, Catholic Extension Society will be having things around the the country. Um, And then the Hallow app that um, many people have turned to as a source of prayer and and, uh, meditations. Um, There's also just maybe not religious per se, but some of our leaders, um, Victor Frankel, uh, Winston Churchill, some of the writings and books that they had that would inspire people. Yeah, um, that's a great idea. Queen Elizabeth yesterday, listen to her YouTube um, um, and how inspiring. You know, 80 years ago she gave her first address on, on the radio, and here she is at the age of 93 still inspiring people. Right. So wherever you can find a source of inspira- inspiration and, and be a source of inspiration to others is, is what's will get us through Holy Week in a beautiful way this year. Oh, so perfectly said. I think, um, as you say, you know, look for the light, but be a light, right? This is an opportunity for all of us to demonstrate tenderness and love for one another. And I cannot thank you both enough for joining me this morning. It's been such a pleasure. I think you've made Easter a lot brighter for all of us. Um, thank you so much. For those of you listening, thank you for your patience with me. We wish everyone a most blessed Holy Week and a very happy Easter. We'll see you next week. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.